But now, this is what the Lord says. He who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I, I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by, by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt for your ransom, Cush and Seba in your stead. Since you are precious and honoured in my sight, and because I love you, I will give men in exchange for you, and people in exchange for your, for your life. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bring your children from the east and gather you from the west. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not hold them back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth, everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. Lead out those who have eyes but are blind, who have ears but are deaf. All the nations are gathered together, and the peoples assemble. Which of them foretold this and proclaimed to us the former things? Let them bring in their witnesses to prove they are right, so that others may hear and say it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, so that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, nor will there be one after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and apart from me there is no saviour. I have revealed and saved and proclaimed. I am not some foreign God among you. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord, that I am God. Yes, and from ancient days I am he. No one can deliver out of my hand when I act. Who can reverse it? This is the word of the Lord. Fab, uh, I'm just going to pray for us and then share a very quick, um, quick thought, just something I really felt drawn to in this passage to unpack. Just pray. Yeah, Holy Spirit, I thank you that your word has power that is living. And uh, when we read it, particular bits, because it's alive, have um, a relationship with us where we're at. They'll speak to our hearts and draw something out. And I just pray, Lord, now that as I speak, uh, your word would, as it is alive, uh, interact with each of us personally and just call us um, afresh back to you. Amen. Fab, um, thanks, Monley, for reading that. I'm just going to recap a little bit on some of what we just heard. Um, so beginning of Isaiah 43 says, but now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I've summoned you by name, and you are mine. And um, what I really just wanted us all to think about this afternoon is what does it mean for us to be gods? Uh, it's a really simple question, but it's quite a powerful three words, I think, just for God to say, you are mine. Um, and I'd love us just to sit on that, each of us, um, just now for a minute or so and just really ask God, what does it mean for us to be his? 
uh, for us to be his as opposed to anyone else's, for us to be his as opposed to belonging to anything else. Um, Steve, have you at all managed to, uh, if you have, it's a miracle, put that inspirational image up on the screen for us? Give it a shot. I'll, I'll describe it to us with great aplomb. Uh, pitch yourselves in probably May 2005. I was at a bar in Sheffield University. Um, Liverpool were 3-0 down. 25th of May, Liverpool were 3-0 down at half-time against AC Milan in the Champions League final. And then mate Stevie Gerrard decided that enough was enough and the rapid turnaround began. I think... Um, I can't remember who scored. It was the Russian guy, wasn't it? Anyway, Liverpool won. It was incredible. At the end of that game, there was a really powerful image um, whilst everyone else was celebrating and going mad. Um, actually, wait, no, I've got it completely wrong. Sorry. It, it was Liverpool against AC Milan, but it can't have been that game because AC Milan won. Forget everything I just said. It was a good story, but it was going nowhere. <laughs> Here's the image. Thanks, Steve. It was a great filler of time. Back to the first story. Okay. So, I mean, this is a really powerful image. Just, um, that's Kaka, if you're not sure, who at the time was pretty much the most uh, esteemed footballer in the world. And um, everyone else is either celebrating or uh, looking devastated. And he just took a moment to put his knees down and um, have a moment with God. And, uh, yeah, I'd love us just just spend 30 seconds or so now, just in the quiet, just asking um, God what it means that you belong to him. I'm just going to reflect on that again for a... A minute or so when we come back. There's an amazing verse for it. It says, since you are pressured and honoured in my sight, and because I love you, I will give people in exchange for you, nations in exchange for your life. Um, and it, almost, it can almost seem wrong that we, like, that we are valued that much by God, that he would, he would give peoples in exchange for us, nations for our life. And obviously at this time it's referring to... Um, says in just verse 3 to Egypt having been given for Israel's ransom and I think a part of Babylon as well um, handed over to another nation but this obviously points to the, to the final giving of uh, the ultimate person in exchange for each of us and um, I was reading something, I've been listening to a really interesting talk this last week which is actually on the spirit of lust um, and talking not just specifically about that in a kind of sexual context but essentially how humans long for anything other than God and there was um, an amazing line in that that just said whenever we long for more of anything other than God it's actually a window for lust that's essentially it's the same spirit because God has so made our spirits to find home in Jesus that anywhere we're finding that in other places that's actually us belonging to something other than God and um, yeah I just thought 
it's uh, it'd be great for us just to spend some time really kind of asking God what it is that we've belonged to and where are the places we're belonging that isn't actually um, in him. And uh, it'd be great for us just to reflect on that as we finish. And I'm just going to read uh, a little bit from this book which just talks about the kind of depth of sacrifice that Jesus went through on the cross and and why he did that essentially for this to pay this ransom it says um, however before we can really see the lamb something needs to happen in the depths of the human soul it's like the time Simeon lifted up baby Jesus in the temple he spoke of his glory but his last words though usually overlooked are crucial to the church today he looked Mary straight in the eye and said a sword will pierce your own soul this is what needs to happen in the church today we need a piercing of our souls. It comes when our hearts are broken by his brokenness on the cross. Spurgeon said, we see the Lord pierced and the piercing of our hearts begins. So I'm just going to pray for us and then perhaps if we have a time of worship, that'd be great. Um, Father, thank you that uh, you are a jealous God for us and that is a good thing. That um, That jealousy provokes you even to give the thing that was of greatest worth to you. And whilst we can hear that so often and hear that narrative so often, Lord, I pray that um, your spirit would come now alive in us and really personally pierce our uh, souls, would really personally call us to question again where, um, where have we found that sense of belonging and ownership that's not ultimately in you. And um, thank you, Father, for the power of repentance to be able to... Um, just receive new life in a moment and give ourselves over to you. Amen. It's like you, Lord, in all the earth Matchless love and beauty, endless worth For nothing in this world can satisfy Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry Your presence is heaven Your presence is heaven to me. Treasure of my heart and of my soul. In my weakness you are merciful. Redeemer of my past.
days on earth I will await the moment that I see you face to face for nothing in this world can satisfy Jesus you're the cup that won't dry your presence is in Ooh. 
Just to be finished, there are a couple of verses from that same passage I just thought God really wanted to encourage us with. It's the two bits where he says not to fear, not to be afraid. He says, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. And then says, do not be afraid, for I am with you. And um, I think so often it's our inadequacy uh, and the fear of our inadequacy that can cause us to look to other places for belonging. And I just really think God wants us to hear those things that he is with us and that he has redeemed us uh, and for that to really stir courage and truth in us as we go from here um, that it doesn't ultimately depend on us but on him so lord we thank you for that and we ask that you would continue that work in us this week amen